Gears and Nachos. Gears and Nachos coming back at you with episode seven. We finally made it. And here we are, the last survivors on planet Earth. (laughs) Everyone's gone, except for Adam and Bryce. (laughs) Well, here's our special guest, toilet paper. <laughs> worth a thousand dollars a sheet. You're welcome, America and capitalism. Uh, here's what's really cool, Adam. I don't know if you saw this this week, or I don't know if I shared this with you. However, we set out for Gears and Nachos podcast, not really thinking many people would listen to it, not because we thought it would suck, but because we just didn't know. And my goal, off based off of another motorsports podcast that I watch and listen to, they didn't get a 1,000 plays until their 11th episode, which was technically season two for them. And uh, they're you know, they pretty major in the motorsports community. Adam, fantastic news. Our very first episode we've ever, we ever put out, it just hit a 1,000 plays this past week. Man, I wish we had the, the ability right now to just put a round of applause in there, applauding ourselves for being so awesome. There we go. Round of applause. Isn't that awesome? And I think we've almost had almost 5,000 plays across the entire six episodes, which I think uh, is pretty cool. They keep going really up. Awesome. We, we missed last week because Adam, who rarely gets many weekends off, apparently when he does have a weekend off, you turn into a grizzly bear and go into hibernation. 110%. And honestly, what it was, it was uh, a lot going on. We actually had uh, family events over here. We had our very own RC Monster Jam in the backyard. We had uh, every one of the other driver's kids over here. And it was just a disaster of a cookout and very overwhelming. And uh, it was a lot of fun. That was nice having a, a, the weekend off, which is normally our our, week, our work week for us. So that was awesome. It was really nice. And um, But I do, I kind of just... Uh, burrow up in a hole that being actually my garage that i'm sitting in right now i thought you were sleeping first of all and second of all like i saw this just just awful just just this ridiculous facial hair that you're growing and uh i'm a little concerned you know what actually let me let me just let you know all right so this is pretty cool so uh where where, we were just atlanta was our last show i can't even remember now But uh, we were in Atlanta with our families, and we're at a restaurant around the corner from the hotel. And this little kid comes up, and he says to he says, "You Bryce Kenny or whatever." Starts talking to Bryce, and I'm like, "That's cool." And I don't even make eye contact, not because I'm not being rude to the little kid or anything like that. I'm just not. For one, I'm not trying to uh, burst Bryce's bubble and take all the uh, take all of the which I appreciate <laughs> everything from him. Give me a little little yeah, spot and I was like. Well, then I just really was just buried in the ground because Bryce is kind of like, well, you know, Bryce is then feeling bad for me because I'm not getting looked at. And I'm like, whatever. I don't care. Get out of here, you little punk. And then, but then Bryce like, well, you know, this guy is right here, right? And he was like, he looks at me, he says, oh, he, he must be one of the mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even correct him. He the bathroom. <laughs> Didn't even say a word. He must be one of the mechanics. He took off running. <laughs> well, Adam, that is exactly how the rest of us feel when us non-gravedigger drivers, because you get all the spotlight. So, you know, anytime like I get those moments, which are 
few and far between. I'm going to soak them up, and I'm not even going to correct the kid either. I'm not going to let him know that you're Adam Anderson, the the prince of monster games. No, I, I, and honestly, that was the coolest thing ever. But I just wanted to make myself uh, more noticeable than I even am uh, with my my stature that I have. So I've got this handlebar mustache that everybody knows my dad for. So I'm taking everything from him. Might as well take that too. So it's truly terrible. But, um, I just want you to know. It's, it is. It's, my wife loves it. Does she? She loves this thing. No, she hates it. Oh, I was gonna say, she man. I, but I feel like I feel like a biker or something with it. But uh, but look, look. I just wanted to say, you know, talking about the gravedigger stuff. Well, we have uh, a a fellow member here with us tonight because we're in the premises of North Carolina right now, and uh, I have sitting with me here at my bar in my garage, Brandon. Can you dig it, Vincent? The 2008 Woo! Rookie of the Year, 2019 Central Triple Threat Champion, and uh, he also drew a self-portrait of himself here. <laughs> what is going on, everybody? Uh, what else, Adam? Did think of anything else? Oh, okay, let me think. What think about anything else that yeah. you we could talk about? Anything here? great? Oh. <laughs> yeah, really appreciate the introduction. Yeah, well, and Brandon is probably one of my. He's not. He probably isn't one of. My, he's one of my best friends for sure. Uh, we went to high school together. That's where we met. And that's how he ended up where he's at today, all because of me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's uh, but he, he he started from the bottom, though, man. He he came in as a crew guy, and he he he's earned his keep. And some people don't know that, and they may not. They're jealous of him. Might not show the respect, but he uh, he's earned it. He's earned his way, man. But we're we're happy to have you on, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Glad to be on. Well, we're gonna get into some cool you stuff too, too right? With Mr. Brandon Vincent, because one of the cool things too, man, is, is uh, you and I were on, we were, uh, uh, I guess it was Hamilton, Ontario, and you were driving El Toro Loco. Yeah. So we got to compete against each other in your very first triple threat event. And that was my first year still in Mohawk. And uh, and that was a lot of fun, but I know yeah. that you've got a ton of history with the Andersons as a whole. So here's my question. What? What do you think, like, away from Monster Jam with Adam Anderson, like, what do you think his best asset is and, like, his biggest, uh, we'll call it weakness in general? Because you've known this guy a long time. Like, what do you like the most about Adam? And then what is his biggest uh, growing opportunity? (laughs) You know what? He's just a he's a genuine person, man. He's always been a really good friend. Always cared for everybody around, man. That's that's one of his best at, or you know features about him. But uh, he loves to wear sweatpants and Velcro shoes and uh, <laughs> <laughs> work on RC cars. So. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a really good friendship, as you can see here. <laughs> Brandon and I actually, we actually semi, we went to junior high together too. We didn't really hang out a whole bunch or then really we were in some, I think we might've been in some classes together in junior yeah, high. Yeah, we were in some classes together, but we, uh, not until high school. We, we really lived together in home. high school. So. Yes. It was terrible. It was, who it got was the terrible. Girl? It was really fun. We got the girls back really in middle fun. school. Uh, we didn't, we didn't really, honestly, man, we really didn't care. We were just having fun. We were yeah, we didn't have being funny, that. laughing, just carrying on with all of our other friends and, uh, you know, just going on about life, working for, you know, his dad, not, not getting, getting paid. paid. 
We always, we always remind yeah, him about my that. My youngest brother was talking about that today. We're working on this project up there at the shop, and he's talking about how he's up there working, and somebody else was complaining because they weren't getting paid enough, and he's like, I ain't getting paid at all. <laughs> we we uh, actually went up there yesterday and helped helped out in the woods. They're building these forts in the woods again, and me and Adam did this, I'm going to say, 13, 14 years yeah. ago. So it brought it all back, and you know, Dennis is out there, and we're framing up these windows in this thing and you know he's telling us what to do how to do this how to do that and we're just sitting back like man take we, twice as long to do yeah. everything but well, we did it, yeah. it, it even for me we were building all this stuff back in the day brandon and i and it, what it was is my dad he used to do it like a haunted fort it was like a haunted trail during halloween season and he had all these big hopes and dreams to open it back up again he did it when we were younger uh when i was younger and it was a big hit. And then it just was, a. It, he was at the time still running the, the whole gravedigger operation by, you know, he had people working for him with him and stuff, but he, that was all under him. And then also uh, doing that. So it was a lot to take on. It was overwhelming. So he didn't do it for probably a hiatus of 10 years or more. And so then he was going to bring it back and he relied on us for free labor to carry. I'd say at least we could have built an entire, framed an entire house out of all the lumber we carried on mm-hmm. our shoulders back down a, a path through the swamp through, and uh, through the swamp, like the real swamp. <laughs> yes. And it was, uh, now it's a much, it's, it's even more extravagant builds than ever. Um, and four times the amount of lumber, but, uh, yeah. it's a lot, they're using equipment to move it instead of shoulders. So who's stronger? You guys need to do a, I am. Right. I think Brandon, Brandon would surely be stronger. He yeah, is. yeah, I am. You know what? You know, there's I'm no pretty, question about it. I'm pretty good at arm wrestling. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Pretty sure. Awesome. Well, you guys are so far out east. So here's here's like the elephant in the room right now. Everybody listening is dealing with it. Is this Corona virus? Call it hysteria. Uh, call it major issues. But holy smokes, right? I mean, it feels like the world is imploding right now. Um, we all just got terrible news today that the Monster Jam season has been essentially yes. postponed through April 30th. Uh, but that's, you know, it's it's really no surprise because over the last 48 hours, like I, I have never seen stuff like this happen where things just get canceled, postponed. I mean, the Masters, the NBA, I mean, everything, right? Any Anywhere that has more than 100 people, everything. To they've shut it down. And, and like, what a to me, it's funny. It's interesting, too, because everybody's got an opinion on whether it's the right decision, wrong decision. Um, I, I think for me, I'll be honest with you guys, like, um, I, I think that, you know, as soon as the NBA, that was a first, that was a first group that postponed and suspended their season. Like it did make me kind of perk my ears up and say, okay, what, like, what is the big scare? Uh, what's the issue? And, you know, I did some research and I'm like, okay, I see how, you know, something like this could get out of control. And everybody's basically saying, Hey, hit, stop the presses. Like we've got to basically just kill the virus before it can, uh, before it can spread. Cause we don't have a solution if it does spread and start to mutate and all that stuff. But like, you know, I always go back and I'm going, man, but this is such a huge gamble because I think the I'm afraid of the ripple effects of this, like economy wise on what it can do. But um, I think it's crazy just the fact that, uh, you know, whether it's the right decision or the wrong decision uh, in general for companies and, and corporations and brands to like postpone and suspend things like that's that's not my call. I can see why everybody does it. But, you know, one of the interesting things that like I keep looking at is. 
I see all of these companies out there and sports organizations and businesses and stuff like that. Everybody's shutting down, but I don't, I'm not convinced that this is, you know, necessarily, I know everybody's going to say it's for the, 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 the better interest for everybody. I think everybody's almost afraid of being liable, you know, like, Oh, you know, like the ACC tournament basketball, right. It shut when they canceled it. I was going, you know, if I'm the ACC, you know, I, you know, yes, we don't want a big bad virus to spread and like have an epidemic here in or a pandemic or whatever the right term would be. But like, you know, yes, you know, we don't want that to happen to citizens, but we also don't want it to trace back to the fact that, oh, it actually, it actually all started and got out of control at the ACC basketball tournament. So ACC is trying to say, hey, we, we can't be the only ones not postponing and scheduling until this virus basically goes away. But like the ripple effects and issues that this is going to cause, man, I'm 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 nervous about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think <clears throat> I think it's just a bummer all the way around for motorsports, sports in general. You know, um, doing these shows. You know, I, we're in the heart of the season right now. You know, competing for, you know, uh, you know, to go to the Monster Jam World Finals. Like, what's going to happen with all that? It's going to be, you for know, the tour champions, tour champions. It's uh, that ripple effect you know, affects all of that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just going to be, it's crazy to think about, you know, it's almost just, it's a, it's been kind of, I couldn't believe it. Like at first I thought it was just, uh, uh, it was stemming from, because I don't, I don't even have TV anymore. I got freaking fire stick. And so I don't ever turn the news on. And I find, yeah. I see stuff on Facebook, which is the worst uh, place to probably read the news off of. Cause you don't ever know if it's real or not, but you got to believe all of it. And, uh, and, you know, at first, you know, when they're canceling stuff, it was, uh, and, you know, not just with the Monster Jam and stuff, but others. I, it was state. I thought it was just like states, you know, recommendate or, you know, state stuff doing it, different states and all that. But now it's now it's uh, obviously that's not the case because it's it's everywhere. It's worldwide. Yeah, it's unbelievable to me. And the the extent I mean, I just thought about it. I really thought about it. Just our events alone, the amount of people that would have attended that and for the economy in those areas and all the big change. That's a lot, man. It's a, that's a huge, let alone all the other sporting events. So I, it's pretty, pretty kind of, it's kind of crazy to me, but I still, not that I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I, I was like, you know, what is, I never heard anything about it mutating. Cause I'm not intelligent <laughs> enough once again, but if it, uh, as of right now, it's like, you know, it's it, not saying it's basically the flu. The flu is terrible. Not that we want anybody to get sick, but the coronavirus is Latin for flu. That's what I think. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be a good time to, for us to let everybody listening to know uh, this is not uh, uh, the opinion of Monster Jam or any companies or anything. Uh, this is you know, no. we're not speaking no. on, on behalf of any other person aside from Bryce, Kenny, Adam Anderson, and Brandon Benson, uh, or any of the sponsors or anything like that. We <laughs> This is genuinely just the driver's reactions. I mean, and we're cause we're really bummed out. Um, as soon as I started seeing stuff get canceled, like like leagues, you know, when, when I saw the NBA get, you know, when they suspended everything, to me, I was like, you know what, this is going to have a domino effect. Um, and I fully expected that things were going to get postponed. And that's the thing, too, is like, you know, now us as drivers, and by the way, stop sending us messages asking if an event is canceled or postponed. Like, we genuinely, we're finding out a lot of this stuff maybe just moments before you do. Um, because, you know, like Monster Jam specifically, man, they're working their tails off to figure out what all of their options are and everything else. And again, we're not speaking for them on behalf of them. Uh, I just can't imagine what it takes to yeah. try to 
you know, have a, have an event to put on a single event blows my mind. When I show up at an event, the people that it takes to put this stuff on just to even get the tra- trucks and trailers there to the venue and in the building on one, you know, in one town on one venue, uh, one event that weekend, it still blows my mind of all the people that work behind the scenes to make that happen, let alone multiple tours and all that stuff. So I, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that, you know, if anyone can pull it off, back like Vegas this weekend or next weekend we're supposed to be in Sam Boyd like I'm super bummed because man what if we can't you know what if we can't find the right weekend and and can't work it out to where we can go back to Sam Boyd and and do an event there before it gets torn down and like you know the problem is is that's got nothing to do with that's not Monster Jam's decision it's it's a matter of hey does it logistically work and operationally work and does you know can we get back in there before they actually tear down the Dagum Stadium and and that's there's just so many unknowns that it's just going to affect stuff. So I know, you know, me as a driver, I'm, I'm kind of just holding my breath, hoping that everything truly is postponed and not canceled. But there's so many outlying factors that we just don't know. Yeah, my yeah. biggest focus right now is making sure that I have all of my socks clean, yeah. just in case I run <laughs> out of toilet paper. <laughs> That's your go-to? <laughs> I yeah. mean, what else am I well, going to do? I don't have any socks, so I got a bunch of shirts with sleeves. So that's what I'm going to have to go to. <laughs> I thought, I mean, at least you didn't say duct tape or something, but like, you know, I feel, like, I feel, like, I feel like socks and duct tape are proof. I guess I, can, so, I guess I can make a reusable mitt out of duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the weird thing. All right. Everybody's become like professional germaphobes. I've been a germaphobe, you know, the last 10 years of my life. All right. You know, all y'all and, and Adam, you, you always make fun of me about this. Like, are you, a, yeah. I mean, are you like turning a corner now? Are you going to join us germaphobes? Because I'm laughing at everybody at, on Twitter and stuff. It's like, wash your hands. I'm like, buddy, guys, I wash my hands after a single high five. I feel like I've got a glove on after a single high five and I won't touch my phone. Until that, now I'm not a germaphobe like where I won't high five people or won't shake somebody's hand, but I feel like I've got a glove of dirt on after I shake a hand or, or do something like that. I'm not going to eat, do anything like that. But I've been that way for five years. Everybody's just finally, you know, meeting up with me here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I think that's what keeps it away. Being just being dirty, yeah, just being dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's not dirt though. There's a difference. No. You can There's wash your hands, you know, and take a shower. But hey, so what do you do I after? Don't know. I mean, like, you go to a pit party, you give two high five. What do you do? Oh, well, I, mean, I wash my. Get right to eating. Love it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think you go washing your hands after a pit party. Who do I? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, sometimes I forget because I'm exhausted. I just will walk in there and I'll be like, forget. And then I'll think about that one kid that had boogers strung off his nose, like six feet to my hand, you know? And I, uh, I guess the last couple of weeks I've been washing my hands more and more, I guess after the pit parties too, you know, just cause I guess when you hear everything, you never really put it in perspective when you're really not doing that. Cause there's not a mass crisis going on. Right. So I guess I, I have washed my hands more the past couple weeks than I ever have. And I actually did pit party for the first time with my ATV gloves on. And, you know, and all of us did. We kind of got together and, well, all right, let's just do it, you know, this past weekend. But, um, yeah. you know, it's a little extra precaution, I guess. But, 
you never really think about those things unless there's something like this going on, right? No, that's not unless you. you're I you. Think, I think about it all the time. I walked into Little Caesars tonight and picked up some hot and ready's. <laughs> and and let me tell you something. Okay, so the handle, you're walking in the door, right? I automatically, my brain, I don't even spend any time thinking about this. But when I'm walking in, I can tell what part of that handle has been grabbed more than the other. Right? If there's like a wear oh, mark. Yeah. And I'll never touch that gone. area. Oh, yeah. I'll never touch that area. So yeah. if I got to open the door, I'm going to open it with like part of my pinky finger and just swing it open. But it's not like I'm terrified of of even what's on it. It's just... You know, people you are gross, know. man. <laughs> people can be gross. I'm gross. All of us are gross. All of us, I guess I, all of us drive down the road picking our boogers. Every single one of us. And anyone that says they don't are liars. Everybody's just gross, okay? Oh, yeah. Occasionally eat a couple of them, you know. That's God, like, hey. ain't no way, man. And then I we just try to feed Adam booger, a female one minute ago. We, we take that little booger and we roll it between our fingers like the world's tiniest ping pong ball. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I mess up and I get a long break. I let it air out for a little bit so I can throw it, with it. You throw it across your friend's face in the out the passenger window <laughs> when you're driving. Well, what about what about the uh, toilet seat covers in public bathrooms? Do you guys think that those actually do anything? <laughs> do, is it a barrier? I, I don't ever use them. I, I because I get up. I'll get up with that jerk and hung on my butt. Well, I use the toilet paper and just lay me out a seat on that thing and then peel it off me when I'm done. So you do you go, you go more much. for TP. Yeah. Yeah, but I do check the stalls, though. I will tell you, I go to the most clean, visible when I see whether I, I had that's seen, good or not. I, I saw something somewhere, and I can't remember if, if it was like Mythbusters or I don't remember what it was. Something about uh, the cleanest bath, to the bath, or the cleanest toilet, like 95% of the time is the very first one because nobody ever goes in it. Interesting. That's what they said. That's the least. That's the least used one. So that's always my first one I check. See, that's good for me to know. Yeah, I know. Well, it. I pay attention well, to this then stuff, I've been man. in there. Because so. I don't think that the toilet seat covers that you get in a public restroom, like there's no way that that counts as a as a real barrier. But I can tell you this, psychologically, it ball. makes me think that it's a lot cleaner. You know? If I yeah. got to use it. I'll throw one of those bad boys down, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's also really hard for me to use the bathroom and, and, uh, you know, and, uh, like airports and stuff like that. It's gotta be like my home or hotel, man. I just got a shy bladder. It just happens. I don't know. Yeah. You gotta feel comfortable. I think so. Not me. I can go outside, right? Yeah. I'm my outsider. <laughs> So here's the other part of all this that I just want all of our listeners to tell us, uh, you know, congratulations, because we are literally, literally saving lives here at Gears and Nachos, because seven weeks ago, we started teaching you guys how to eat your nachos properly with a fork and not with your fingers. So I I can just probably the dirtiest dirtiest food ever that Bryce eats. Bryce yeah. eats finger food with other people, but he does it with a fork. Well, here's and here's a here's the thing, guys. Is like you know, even though you guys, uh, you know, first of all, I can't believe that I haven't gotten pushback. I thought I would get made fun of, but it has it has swept through the Monster Jam Nation, and people are sending me pictures of y'all eating, trying to hold a chip with the prongs of a fork, and and I just want to congratulate all you guys because you're doing your part 
to save lives from the coronavirus because you know you know what's not going to spread uh, through Monster Jam. Uh, you know, or you know how Corona is not going to spread through Monster Jam through sharing a plate of nachos with your buddy. Thanks to the Gears and Nachos yeah. podcast. <laughs> well, I hope I hope we've saved at least six people's lives. <laughs> well. We'll, we'll see what you, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, last, I will say this, uh, one other piece to the puzzle here that guys have got to stop doing, you know, Corona. Okay. Yes. We got to take it serious and all that stuff, but until people stop taking their dang shoes off on airplanes, then like, I don't know that I'm going to have a whole lot of faith <laughs> in humanity. Oh, that's terrible. I've never yeah. witnessed that. Like not, I mean, barefoot. I've seen people in socks, I guess. Look, I take my shoes off occasionally on the airplanes. I, don't I leave my socks foot. on. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I just flew from Fresno, California last weekend, and there was a guy on the plane that got up mid-flight to go to the bathroom, and I was, like, right behind, you know, the bathroom, right at the Comfort Plus where yeah. the bathroom is. He was barefooted no. and walked oh. in that bathroom barefooted after I've seen, you know – at least eight, nine people go in there. So you know if anybody's ever used a bathroom on an airplane, what the floor, um, one what looks, the floor like. looks like. So, nah. But hey, I watched him barefoot. That'd be like something Bryce couldn't even do in their Fear barefoot. Factor. Yeah. No. <laughs> if it was episode of Fear Factor, Bryce, <laughs> Bryce was my teammate. He'd be out. <laughs> I'm, gone. I'm, uh, I'm out. I'm done. Done. Not even, yeah. I'm not even putting up with this crap. Not worth it to me, guys. Yeah. That was a little much for me, but hey, that's bad. So there is this Instagram. Uh, there's this Instagram page. I think it's called Passenger Shaming, and, and I, I well, seriously, I, I had, it, dude, I love it. I had to stop following it. And you know what got me? There was a video. No, you on did it. not. I did because it was grossing me out, man. We get on airplanes every weekend, and seriously, she. There was a video of this girl, and you know the the TV screens on the you know in front of you, right? She had her bare feet yeah. up on the screen, and she was swiping through the video options with her toes. And and, and like no. I was going like, guys, I can't do, I can't, I cannot know that this stuff exists, and that these people out there are traveling. Otherwise, you know, I mean, already this year, I've been on like thirty five airplanes. You know, I can't do this mentally, psychologically. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to, you know, drive to California instead of taking a flight. I can't do it. I'm not man enough, guys. Sometimes I sometimes I use my tongue to change it. Oh god. god. <laughs> I've never done that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> man. Ooh, that's a tough one there. I can't believe Bree kisses you on your mouth. That's all I gotta say, buddy. Of course she after this mustache <laughs> growing, she might stop. Yeah, he's he's reckless right now, guys. Yeah, a weekend off now another one. He's not gonna know what to do. <laughs> Handlebar mustache, so, sweatpants on right now. It's, it's a, sweatpants on right now. <laughs> it's a situation over here in this garage. <laughs> Adam's falling apart. <laughs> so, what have you guys been doing? Oh I mean, you guys to have God. weekend plans? Like, what do we? You know, what I don't, Brandon. What do we you do, man? I mean, you, you got pretty like you got pretty serious into fitness all of a sudden, didn't you? You're starting to shape up. Yeah, I've uh shaping up, man, you know, getting like a little shoes. <laughs> shaping up, going to the YMCA, working out, you know, at least 
three times a week. Um, you know, I'm flying in and out now so I can go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and do the shows on the weekends. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go work out first thing in the morning and uh, all this week with this time I got off, but, um, spend some time with family. I've been on the road the last 10 weeks doing triple threat West. Uh, it's been crazy. Let the body heal a little bit. Last weekend I had two pretty big ca- crashes caught on fire once. So, I mean, Hey, a weekend off, maybe not, maybe won't be so bad. What do you do in the gym? Like, cause how much weight you've lost like some, some serious weight, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, I have lost, I actually got on the scale this morning, uh, 38 pounds, Dang, man, 38 pounds. So, uh, yeah, it's, I feel good. Uh, it's been good, um, in the last four months too, you know, so I've been kind of doing this before first quarter. Um, but yeah, I go in the gym uh, when I'm in there in the morning time. I start off on the elliptical. I'll run for 30 minutes on that. And then uh, I've been hitting the weights, actually. Something that I've never done. Uh, I've never worked out a week in my life, you know. So kind of changing my ways a little bit, getting in the gym and uh, getting in shape. So it's been good, yeah. He lied. He lied to me in the beginning because we both went together at first. Yeah. Um, and I laid off. I need. I should have kept going. But anyways... Uh, he was lying to me about what, uh, how much he weighed. He told me he was like, "Yeah, I weigh 240." So I'm like, "Dang, man, that's how much I weigh." I'm like, "I was like, he's big as hell, man." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "That sucks." <laughs> and he was like 270 something. I was 272 pounds when I first, uh, actually, when me and him started going to the YMCA, and I never even knew it. You know what I mean? I just you don't even want to know. You don't even want to know. You just kind of see it, and then you know it's time to make a change. So um, I've actually been dedicated to it, going and uh, you know just getting in shape. You know I feel a lot better in the truck too, a lot better on the ATVs, a lot better in the speedsters. Um, you know when you're out when you're performing every weekend like that, uh, you're not as sore. It doesn't hurt as bad. You know when you crash or um, have a hard weekend. You know you actually. Being in shape helps. Are you, is it like a certain type of diet or anything that you're doing? Um, I actually, to initiate the weight loss, like with the working out, when I first started, I did keto um, to kind of shock my body, I guess. I was kind of learning all this on my own. You know what I mean? I didn't really tell anybody. I haven't really told anybody about, you know, what I do. Adam knows because he was doing it with me, but um, I did that. And then now I just kind of try to watch what I eat. Um, you know, with working out three, four days a week, uh, kind of watching what you eat, you know, it seems to be falling off and it seems to be working for me. So it's, it's been good. I'm on that LGN diet. You guys know about that? Uh, what's that one? It's called looks good. good Look good. Naked (laughs) diet. You don't know about that? Yeah. No, Adam, Adam, you don't know about that, buddy. You you probably you probably have had been on that diet. <laughs> no, I'm not there yet either. If you look at me from the back, probably, but if I'm from the side of you, it's not there yet. <laughs> it's uh, getting there cool. though, guys. It's getting there. That's cool, man. It is cool. Adam, Adam, you back it. in the gym or what? What are you gonna do this weekend, Adam? I don't I don't have a no, clue. Just gonna, I need to. I honestly need to. Out on a river. 
I am. That's what I, I just don't. If I just didn't eat so much food when I finally stopped doing stuff, I'd probably I can just lose weight. And I did. I went with Brandon like right at first quarter, and I did. I lost like fifteen pounds. Lost some fat from uh, eating all the all the stuff through the holidays, and uh, I was feeling all right. And I just kind of fell off, man. It's just going nonstop when you finally get home and with the kids and all the excuses that everybody has forever. And I'm just using them. And, uh, but I want to get back in there. I was, I was really hard at it, uh, years ago because like when we were in high school, I weighed 295 pounds, like my senior year of high school and the first couple of years of my monster jam and stuff. And it was miserable, man. Well, actually I can't even say it was miserable. That's just how I was. I, that's, that was my kind of my life. So, um, and I got all the way down to like 215. And, uh, so it was almost, it was like 80 pounds I lost. Yeah. And, um, it was a lot. Man. Yeah. I remember seeing them too. Uh, I didn't see them for a while. Cause I think you were doing shows in Europe. Yeah. Man. And, uh, we, I probably didn't see each other for a little while. Then I was working a lot of, I was running heavy equipment doing that stuff and he was over in Europe driving. But yeah, when he came back, he was man, 215 pounds was crazy. Yeah. And I felt like Brandon said, I felt great. And, going to the gym and doing all that stuff man it was it was awesome and then uh i quit going after i i know so i stopped for a little bit after we had uh, my first kid and uh just stayed home doing that stuff a little bit then got back on it and was doing good but then we uh then i actually got an injury i injured my i severed my right calf mm-hmm. and at the time i had like a personal trainer type deal going on and was doing crossfit doing a little bit of boxing and stuff like that. And so like, I was like, I felt great, man. I was, I was tough as could be, man. And, um, it felt awesome. But, uh, but after that injury, then I just laid back, man. I just felt like I couldn't recover from it. And then it's like I did, and I got back in the gym and got going again. And, um, and then I, uh, I injured myself again after that in the, in the truck. I, so I got Achilles tendonitis, uh, and I got my right calf is severed. And then I have Achilles tendonitis in my left, uh, foot. And I'm pretty sure that I'm getting it in my right one now. Um, and that's from hitting our feet on the back of the seat and stuff doing the back. When we first were doing backflips, we got stuff to kind of help us with that. Now, when we first started doing the backflips and stuff, and we were all kind of learning, we were basically test dummies in there. And, uh, and I learned the hard way. But I uh, did that and then um, then got doing exercises with my heels and got that stuff feeling right. And I think I dropped – like I would always gain weight and then I'd drop it, go back and forth just like anybody. I think I, I – two years ago, I think I lost like – you know, gained whatever back, you know, 30-some pounds or something like that and lost 20 of it again. And um, just eating right and, and going to the gym and being super dedicated – it sucks because there is no way around it. It absolutely sucks. There ain't no way yeah. to be not unless you were just born skinny. But born that is, fit. yeah. There's people that way. My brother's that way. Yeah, his brother look. It's always look. I've always hated his brother. So <laughs> born fit. Yeah. But hey, you know, I, you got to work for it. But yeah. it's all about what you want to do too. You know, if you're going to put your mind to it and do it, you're going to do it. If not, you know. And then injuries, like Adam was saying, people don't know if you don't have an injury don't go through what we go through you have an injury that kind of knocks the wind out of the wind out of the sails there you know you laid up uh you can't really do much 
until it's healed. And sometimes it never heals like his calf. Yeah. He's got three calves. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Our cow, if, I, if, if I try to run, I just run in a circle now. He's got three calves, not cow calves, calves, <laughs> leg calves. Hey, uh, Brandon. So like you took over, you took over Gravedigger, what, um, two years ago? Is this your uh, second or third season? This is my Gravedigger? third season. Yes. So, I mean, how much pressure, I mean, you grew up with Adam, Right, you know the Andersons. Uh, you understand the magnitude because you've been around the sport and done all that. Or, I mean, do you get nervous before you get in the truck or, or perform, or is that kind of subsided? I mean, how do you mentally go into the, some of this stuff and that type of truck? So, so iconic. Yeah. So you know what, everybody they ask me that a lot every weekend. You know, uh, do you get nervous? You still do this, and I uh, I get butterflies still, man. Every time I strap into that truck and. Uh, go out there to perform in front of all of our awesome fans all around the world, you know, you still get those butterflies. You still get nervous because I don't get nervous um, about driving the truck. I get nervous about not being able to put on the best show I can put on for our fans. You know what I mean? 38 year legacy is a long time. You know, Adam's dad, Dennis paved the way, you know, for us driving the truck and you know build these fans uh build build this fan base and uh you don't want to upset them you know um in a lot of these cities that i've been to this year um i've been there for the first time so i want to go out there and put on the best show i can put on put on awesome freestyles and you know i'm doing triple threat so i'm racing the side by sides and the atvs and i go all out in those two you know it's all a big competition like uh, does Adam ever throw it down and everything I'm in with that grave digger name? Does Adam that- ever uh, does Adam ever like call you and tell you he's mad at you or like, hey man, why'd you suck this weekend? Or or like, or do you ever hear from Adam giving his opinion? Yeah, yeah, you know he gives his opinion. You know he tells us when we're doing a good job, and he's going to tell you when you're not doing a good job too. You know, um, that legacy is built around him as well. So you want to do. You want to not have them tell you you didn't do a good job. You know what I mean? Nobody wants that. So I don't think we ever have. We haven't. He always he'll call me and he tell before I even have to find yeah. out. He already tells me he's like, man, I just had a terrible weekend. Whether it was breakage with the truck, couldn't make it back, or you know, if, if it's affected with the points on the triple threat, it's not only the trucks, it's the ATVs and the speedsters. Yeah. And you know, if you have a down weekend for uh, you know one of those elements it throws the whole weekend off, you know? And it's like, it's, it's not my automatic thing to call up and be like waiting to see like, why aren't you in the points lead or whatever that may be, you know? And and honestly, the only time I even kind of question anything is if I don't see if I, and I'm, if I don't see a highlight, you know what I mean? When I say a highlight, it doesn't matter where it's from. I just can go scan. I burn down Instagram because we're flying and they're normally still doing shows, you know, on Sundays when we're flying back most of the time, Unless we have a two-day stadium deal, but and I'm always looking for those highlights, and I'm having to see which truck it is, driver, and all that. Where where the show's at, and I'm like, yeah, man, I didn't see what happened this weekend. Did you do anything sweet or whatever? And and uh, but they're all, and not only Brandon, everybody else too. If we talk about it, and they call up if they had a tough weekend or whatever the case may be, yeah. you know, I, I'm my own, I'm my own worst critic too. You know, I you think you did a really poor job, and you really you didn't in the fans eyes you know what i mean but in our eyes we see it every weekend and when you look at a video you're like ah i was slow here uh you know i could have went bigger here you know 
or or like Adam said, I'll call him right away. You know what I mean? Because look for us a little bit of guidance. I'll have a bad show. Like, man, yeah, this didn't go my way or this didn't go that way. But like I said, man, we've been friends a long time and he's always got my back. You know, he's there to pick me back up. And uh, I think I called you in Tacoma. Yeah, I was there. I had that was a bad it. night, bad Friday night. Just uh, wasn't on. You know what I mean? I don't know why. Just sometimes it happens. But um, you know what? He's like, man, don't worry about it. You'll do good the next next. I had five shows there, so the next four shows you'll turn it on. So, and that's what we did. We turned it on the next four shows, and uh, you know, went on about the business. So he's always there to you know pick you up and. And that's what it's about. He's kind of taking that role, you know what I mean? He's checking in on all the other Gravedigger drivers and, you know, shouting them out on Instagram and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool, you know. Well, he, he must just have the back of the Gravedigger drivers. He didn't he he support me worth crap. <laughs> He's competing against me. all kind of full crap every weekend. Tell me how bad I sucked and stuff. Well, you just say you want the, you want me to tell you the truth. They don't ever tell yeah. me that. <laughs> he's getting in your head a little bit. That's yeah. what he's trying Honestly, to do. Honestly, Bryce, you were terrible. <laughs> you were terrible last night, and you're terrible today. <laughs> now let's go get nachos. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Bring your fork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're saving lives now, okay? Now we're on a mission. Oh, man. What happens if the nachos are so hot, you have a plastic fork and it melts in there? Hmm. Good question. Uh, Good question, buddy. I don't know. I don't know what kind of magma. Then what uh, you got on your nachos? But I don't think, I've, I don't think I've magma ever had queso so hot that it's melting down forks. But uh, they were the volcano series. I think I'd be more impressed than upset. You know, I wouldn't even be mad. I'd say that's amazing. I'll eat a little plastic today. That's fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. And then I would I, then I would uh, quickly ask for a metal fork. I'm not above that either. Like, I'm a little bit bougie, you know? I mean, if there's an option, you know, like, for instance, if I go to a restaurant, my wife makes fun of me. I like coffee, but I drink cream in my coffee. Leave me alone. I know this is like a, a, a man test thing. Like, oh, you don't drink coffee black? Are you a man? Like, leave me alone. Who's that? I like you, your wife says coffee. this to you? No, no, no. Sorry. That, that's just uh -oh. like gen in general, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, wife yeah. made fun of me because I go to a restaurant and, uh, you know, they, they have little creamer things, right? Little creamer things you take the top off of. I yeah. used to drink them at the table as a kid. Uh, and I'll ask, like, hey, do you all have fresh cream? Because a lot of restaurants, I mean, they've got, you know, half and half in the back that's like in the refrigerator, nice and fresh and real, and it's not packaged in the little those little plasticky things, and she makes fun of me because, you know, I want I, if they say no, I'm okay. I'm gonna use the little, you know, yeah, the little packet cream. You ask for fresh out of all things, you ask for fresh cream, and they're probably like back there milking a cat or something <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not getting the prepackaged stuff that was made in a uh, a medical grade <laughs> facility. They're back there. They got a goat in the kitchen. Yeah. Right? Hey, Betty, bring in the goat. We got another one of these guys out here. <laughs> well, I didn't really think about it that way, but I mean, so far, so far, all the all the cream that they brought me, you know. <laughs> Can you believe this? He wants fresh cream. <laughs> but that's what's happened, what man. Is like all of a sudden, you know, I get these these waitresses and they look at me and they're like, "Yeah, it's right there in the bowl in front of you." And I was like, "Well, no, I don't mean that cream. I mean like, do you have like a little carafe?" of half and half in the back or something. 
and they just look at me and then walk away. They don't even answer me, and it kind of gets offensive. But no, I do have my bougie moments, and the same thing would happen with nachos. If I could get a real fork versus a plastic fork, I'd probably ask for it. You're not allowed – after this whole epidemic that's going on, they're going to ask you for your coronavirus card yeah. to get fresh, fresh cream. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be like, there's that – there's one of them toilet paper guys. <laughs> I have not stockpiled toilet paper. There he, okay? is. there he is, Jim. That's the one. We legitimately needed toilet paper today, and my wife's going to the grocery store this morning. I'm like, hey, can you please get us some toilet paper? And she's like, I'm not doing it because I want people to think I'm weird. I said, well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> well, break out the duct tape, buddy. Yeah, oh, she that, said they were out, too. That must be why he's only got one sock on right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wear these sweatpants. You don't have to wear underwear with them or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 let's just hope that, you know, Bree, sir. I'm worried about Bree through all this, and Mackenzie. You know, I'm worried about the wives through through this whole thing. Oh, uh, my wife will... is fine. She's in the medical fields there, so she doesn't get off of work. We yeah. all have to stay home yeah. with the kids. She's quarantined. She's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. Um, I have, I have, I have another. I have one last question for our friend Brandon Benson. Yes, sir. Before we move off of the gravedigger topic, I'm curious because you and I, man, when we, like I said, when we first drove together, you were in El Toro Loco. I think you were filling in for Markless in Hamilton. Yes, and we had a great time because we were we were in a hotel that had the indoor uh, mall attached to it because up in Hamilton it's freezing and they got to connect everything through like underground stuff, which was great. And, and we, we had golf balls that the restaurant that we ate at gave us for certain purchases. So we all had golf balls and we were going out there and we played this like game, you know, there, me, you, Morgan Kane, there was a couple of, I think Colt Michaelberger, I think. Yep. And like this, basically like a, I don't know what you want to call it, like a cross between golf and bocce ball or something where we'd throw, you know, we'd pick a, a hole down the hallway and if it was a trash can or something, you had. You had two rolls to get there. That was a par. And then we went all through the mall. But we did that for like two and a half hours yeah. because it was it was, it was was insanely fun. It was. Um, uh, but you were in El Toro Locos. First time we did that. My question, though, if you weren't in Gravedigger, is there another truck that you would like to drive aside from Gravedigger? Um, you know what? I haven't even thought about that, you know, because that's really all I've ever known. I guess – um, if, if it came down to it, I would drive anything because I love it. I love the sport. I love the interaction with the fans and doing, doing everything that we love, but I haven't, well, really you got to pick, you got to pick. Oh man. I think modern day stuff, too. modern day or what? Anything. Yeah. Anything, I guess. Yeah. Anything. Any truck. If I modern day or old, what do you say to Either one, either one, either one. But as a modern day truck, it would be, even if it's an old school name, maybe what, what would it be? Hmm. Uh, I'm driving Captain's Curse. Captain's Curse, yeah, that's yeah, sweet. for sure. I liked it. Yeah, like Captain's it. Curse, man. Uh, just it still had the old school body on it, um, and you know it was cool. It had a pirate on there, a skeleton side, and it was it was a cool truck, you know. Um, and what it represented, it was awesome. So I always liked that truck. Uh, I actually have a piece of it in my house. Uh, Alex Blackwell drove that truck in the. He gave me a signed piece uh, for my kids, so that would be the truck that I would want to drive. Doesn't doesn't Alex have like a motorcycle or something? Like, what's the story behind that? I forgot about this. What? He's got some sort of sick 
Oh, he did have, or I don't know if he still has it or not. Yeah, he did. Actually, I think a fan um, painted up a Harley because he was into Harleys and he rode Harleys and uh, painted up a Harley um, just like the Captain's Captain's Curse. And he actually had it in Vegas at the pit party and stuff like that out there with him and he brought it home. That's right. Yeah, had a sword with it and everything. It was cool. It was a cool deal. He, He still got it too, I think. I think so. That is a sick fan gift. That is, uh, yeah, that is awesome, man. I, that's we we couldn't believe it. it was like, oh my god, they give you a Harley? Why they and they you? personalize it? Yeah, <laughs> golly, that's All pretty right. cool. That's, that's what cool. I told Alex. I'm way, I'm way cooler than you, Alex. I can't believe they gave you something like that. <laughs> Adam, what about you, man? I've never asked you that question. Like, if you weren't in Grave Digger or the Legend or anything like that, and you didn't have the option to do it. I didn't have the option to do it. Yeah, I've been told that before. Um, let me see. Um, man, that's kind of tough. I okay. Yeah, nah. Let's see. I, I my old school pick would have been I love like a Carolina Crusher because we're Carolina yeah. boys. And I, if I could, if I had that as a modern day race truck with a, a bright sweet. red chassis yeah. and stuff, it'd be sweet, man. And then Ooh, um, old school. That was old school. That's old school. But yeah. if it was new, like even new school, but do it with the right Captain, body and stuff. Yeah, Captain's no, Curse yeah. in that. Captain's Curse was, no, it yeah. was not old. No, not that old. I'm trying to think. Well, I even, I used old. to like, um, I used to like uh, when they had, um, oh my gosh, what was it called? I'm having a total brain fart now. Um, it's the same body as Captain's Curse. And it was just that uh, Pablo had Black it. Blacksmith. I like Blacksmith. Yeah, Blacksmith. It was sweet. It was a cool truck. It was about 40, that body. It's just you that know, body, just cool looking. It was a 41. 41 wheelie. Yeah. Same thing as King Sling. It's the same King mm-hmm. Sling body. But it has fenders on it. What the monster truck King Sling yeah. has no it front had a fenders. Full fender, full front fender. Yeah. What, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't even know of any other modern ones that I would really like. I love the Bad Company truck. I would take that, yeah, I would cool. take that from John Gordon II. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Doomsday. Doomsday. I would love to be Doomsday just because I would be like a total. I hate hold to everybody. I drove Doomsday one time. I don't know if anybody knows that, but I drove it in Tampa. That was one of the only times. That was one of the first times I ever drove a monster truck. I drove Doomsday in Tampa. It was a mud show. You did? Yeah. I, I qualified number three, first time in a monster truck. Oh, that's right. I do remember. In qualifying, and then it rained the next day, and it was a mud show. But I made it to the second round. Yeah. What year was that? That was 16. Yeah, I still got pictures of it, man. It's pretty cool. I forgot about um, that. And that whole thing, you know, was new. So, you know, I you couldn't. Who I had to wear all black. It? Who was driving at the time? Colt was driving at the time. But what happened was Colt was out somewhere else on the West Coast driving it. And I filled in for somebody. So gotcha. what happened was That's they right. put the Doomsday body on the truck. That's right. That I was driving for that weekend. So I got to drive Doomsday for one show. Yep. Uh, my first time ever driving a monster truck. So describe Doomsday though, because I mean, if if people don't know about it for some reason, listening. Yeah, well, you know, it started off just being an encore truck. Uh, they would have uh, somebody drive it, and you would never know who it was driving the truck. So then it yeah, became totally blacked out. Yeah, all the truck. way blacked out. Uh, yeah. Your fire suit was black. Everything was black. You didn't do any pit parties. Um, you weren't seen. You were behind the scenes the whole time. You came out and did the show. Um, you know, I did racing, I did freestyling, and I you could not tell anybody you were driving that truck. Yeah, and even working there, nobody yeah. knew who it was. You're behind the scenes the whole time. They kept it covered up 
in the parking lot. And sometimes I would see they didn't even tire it up until the last minute and they had it covered up. So it was a pretty Did other drivers. Go? I mean, you're sitting in the locker room and stuff before you go out. No, you got, you showed up um, basically unannounced and got in the truck. You know what I mean? Huh. So even, so even the drivers that are competing, all of a sudden doomsday comes out and no one knows who's driving not, that. Not day. when it first started. No, you didn't know who was in it week to week. And it was somebody different. And yeah, uh, until Colt drove it, he Colt up until the season when Colt drove, but still nobody knew. Prior, who he was. Yeah, nobody knew who Colt was. The drivers did. probably did. Yeah, but nobody else. Fans, um, I would say text. I would say any outside sources never knew who drove that drove who was driving that yeah. truck. I drove it. Uh, I can't remember if I drove it once or twice. I don't even remember. But I know the one time I drove it, it about blew my guts out of me, yeah. and I was like. <laughs> And I told him, I'm like, this is not. I told these guys, like, is this what everybody else is driving? Because this is terrible. So you need to fix these yeah. shocks. I know it would it would rebound so hard it'd flip right over. Yeah, a couple of times. But yeah, man, uh, I would say that was that was pretty cool to be be able to drive that truck and uh, my first time. Just in be one. secretive. I mean, yeah, it was secret. It was kind of man. Cool. It was fun. It just felt like it was stressful being... for me, you know, yeah. not knowing what I'm doing. I didn't wow. care. They told me you just do. You go crazy with this thing, and I I didn't really go crazy. I just went made you a know, decent run. Yeah, the 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 music that played with the truck was sirens, and it was yeah, it was all, freaky kind of. People would get up and leave. Yeah, when if you crashed the truck, they would come out in a black suburban or a black SUV, cover you up and tarp you and put you in the thing and drive you off. So nobody knew who you were. It was really crazy. Yeah. and it had the fans, you know. Just in all, like they didn't, everybody was on, you know, social media trying to figure out who, who's driving this or who was in it. And it was a big deal. So it was, I thought it was pretty cool. It was, it was pretty fun. Thought it was dumb at first when they first talked about it. I'm like, what is this is ridiculous. Yeah. And then it ended up being pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It had, it had, it was black, all black and had red, some uh, red lights and some red lighting in it and stuff. So yeah, they honestly and he, they picked was all it was all it was pretty cool. It was creepy looking. Look like a it looked like the dude. What was it? The guy off of Spaceballs. Yeah, it looked now, like a June bug. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but they uh, if they they had a couple other options, but it would have been a ridiculous amount of money to have these bodies built and then if you wrecked them and stuff, so they didn't do them. And they were gonna they wouldn't fit in the trailer. All kinds of crazy crap they talked about. It was cool. That's cool. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys have a good weekend. And uh, I I think that we're going to have to figure out how to, now that we have all of this time and weekends off, we are going to have to keep the Gears and Nachos podcast train rolling. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think what we're going to have to figure out is maybe a man weekend away and then we're all like nine of us will just go and then we'll just do a ton of podcasts but then we'll pull a bunch of side-by-sides or four-wheelers and stuff we that's what we need to do actually we don't even have to go anywhere you guys have it out there we just need to come out there on the uh to the outer banks and we'll just have a good old weekend and do about 19,000 about, about 19 or 20 podcasts yeah so that'll I'll get us at least a world finals or something like that. We could just, we could just do it like a nanny cam and record everything <laughs> and just have a couple different, a couple little shindigs here in my garage. Yeah, I got the teddy bear cam. Teddy bear cam. Yeah. <laughs> Cameras and sides. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, hey, Brandon, we appreciate you, man. And whatever happens with the rest of the season with you guys, I hope it all 
works out because I know you guys are still battling and every, all of us are battling to try to get the, uh, get that automatic bid to the world finals. Yes. And now a bunch of that's up on, up, up in the air a little bit because now we can't really compete anymore. So I know Monster Amp got a tough decision on that stuff, but, um, either way, man, I hope, I hope we all get to see each other at least in Orlando, uh, in May. Yeah. We'll some fun there. And we appreciate you coming on gears and nachos. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all, man. It was a good time. Thanks for having me on. Adam. What do you think, man? Give 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 us a closing statement from Adam Anderson to all of the listeners to take into their week amongst chaos and this crazy world that's all imploding. Well, for everybody, all you listeners out there, just like I said before, make sure you have laundry detergent. Get those socks ready because the toilet paper epidemic is coming. Can you dig it? (laughs) We'll see you guys next week on Gears and Nachos. Peace. See you.